0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1004, Key Conversations to Have Before Marriage by Dr. Susan Chanderban of chanpsych.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, here with you in 10-minute chunks, 7 days a week to share content with you that helps you improve the many relationships in your life. And today, I've got another new author for you to help me do that. Dr. Susan Chanderban of ChanSyke is a new face around here, one we are really glad to see. She's got some words of wisdom today about what types of conversations couples would benefit from having before they get married. So let's hear what she's got for us and start optimizing your life. Key Conversations to Have Before Marriage by Dr. Susan Chanderban of ChanSyke.com When you're about to head into marriage, it's easy to get lost in the feelings of love and bliss you have for your partner. It's even easier to get caught up in thinking about how to tell family members and friends and wedding planning. Needless to say, it's an exciting time. But a marriage is about so much more than just a wedding. So, before you jump into your big day, it's important that you have some important conversations with your spouse-to-be. Having these conversations before you get married can help your relationship to grow and thrive for years. It can also help you to work out any issues now and focus on what you may need to work on later. What are the major issues? If you're at a stage in your relationship where you're considering marriage, you may have already talked about a few key issues, but it's important to know where your partner stands on things that are significant to you. Some of the most common key issues are children, work, where to live, Extended families, and religion. What are your deal breakers? Where are you willing to bend? Don't just talk to your partner about what's important to you. Instead, explain why those things are important to you and where you're willing to compromise. No one wants to hurt or upset the person they love. By explaining your reasons behind some of these key issues, you can usually find some middle ground that you're both happy with. Create an inventory of stress factors. Money is one of the biggest areas of stress for a couple. Even if you think you have the same ideas about your finances, it can help to take a course geared toward financial freedom. Courses like these can help you to understand more about your own spending habits and feelings about money, as well as your partner's. The more you're on the same page about financial issues, the less stressful they're likely to be throughout the marriage. Unfortunately, there are plenty of other stress factors to consider too. Think about the conversations you had over some of those key topics. Do you want kids and your partner doesn't? It's not fair to assume they'll change their mind. So, you can add that to your stress inventory. Do they want to move for their job and you want to stay close to your family? That's another thing to add. You'll undoubtedly put more weight on these things after you get married. Thus, trying to work out healthy communication around them now can make a big difference. Actively work on compromises. As you find issues where you have major differences, it's important not to sweep these differences under the rug. Rather, actively work together to arrive at compromises. Dr. John Gottman, the renowned couples counselor, has developed an activity, The Art of Compromise, for couples to use to work out issues where they are gridlocked. Essentially, The Art of Compromise activity asks each partner to define core areas that they cannot yield on, that is, areas that are core values for them. Partners are then asked to think about areas where there is more flexibility. Partners are encouraged to ask questions to help them get to a compromise, including Help me understand why your inflexible area is so important to you, and What are our common goals? Going through an explicit, deliberate process for resolving conflicts helps couples develop solutions that feel fair to both partners. Seek out support. If talking about these topics of conversation feels a bit overwhelming, it's okay. You don't have to have these conversations on your own. You also don't have to find solutions on your own. Reaching out for professional support can be a big help when it comes to saving your marriage before it starts. Premarital counseling will cover everything, from finances to family, and from intimate interests to love languages. There are different forms of premarital counseling that can benefit couples, so it's important to find what works for you. Finding help from a pastor or group at your local church, a therapist, or even going to a couple's workshop can help you to work out the bigger issues now so you don't have to face them later. Even doing a workbook together as a couple, such as John Gottman's The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, or Dr. Sue Johnson's Hold Me Tight, Seven Conversations for a Lifetime of Joy, give you both a better idea of where you stand individually and as a couple. So many marriages seem to be strained or short-lived these days, but yours doesn't have to be. If you're about to head down the aisle, spend less time focusing on the big day. Instead, devote more of your attention to communicating your way toward a fulfilling and happy life with your partner. You just listened to the post titled Key Conversations to Have Before Marriage by Dr. Susan Chanderban of chandpsych.com. And a really wonderful post from Dr. Susan today. Many thanks to her for that. So a little bit more about her. She is a psychologist in Laredo, Texas. She helps individuals and couples who are struggling in different areas of their lives gain the clarity they need to grow and change. Her practice is based largely around using Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, CBT, which the National Mental Health Institute, NIMH, notes to be proven by research as effective treatment for a variety of mental health issues that individuals often face like anxiety, stress, depression, PTSD, and trauma. And she has really offered couples some important ideas to consider before marriage here today. Like she said, these big questions will only loom larger as the relationship continues. So discussing them at the beginning is not only a way to lay good groundwork, but it's also a way to get into a good rhythm of communication. And really, it is this type of communication on which couples should base their commitment to one another. Partners will change. Events out of anyone's control will affect the relationship. But one major way that couples can stay in control of their marriage and keep things steady is to commit to regularly being open with one another about what they're feeling. Such a commitment allows changes to come and go as they naturally will, and it helps couples to embrace them without self-shame or shame towards a partner. It's really easy to forget that the marriage will be a challenging journey and that it will be tested regularly. So have a plan for that roller coaster, and create a partnership that is about the acknowledgement of change rather than the suppression of it. And that's going to wrap it up for today, everyone. Thanks again to Dr. Susan for offering us her work. Can't wait to share another article of hers soon. For now, though, we're going to call it a day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did and that you will come back tomorrow where I will have another narration waiting for you. That's where your optimal life awaits.